Welcome to the Bourbon Library, hosted by the Bayless Brothers. A spirited conversation always served neat as barrel proof of our family bond. Grab a glass. The episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Library. I'm your co-host, Alec Bayless. I'm also your co-host, Ryan Bayless. And uh, (laughs) are we the person's co-host? Yeah, well, I was thinking of that. Yeah, you're you're each other's co-host. There's not a host. I'm I'm the host, Ryan Bayless, and you could say I'm the host, Alec Bayless, or we're the co-host or the listener. Yeah, I guess it's the same thing. Cool. Okay, so I'm I'm your host, (laughs) joined by my other host, Ryan Bayless. Um, And and we're talking about uh, a recent article that you found, Ryan, about from kybourbon.com. Um, and it has a lot of quotes from the from Eric Gregory, who's the president of the nonprofit Kentucky Distillers Association. I assume he, it's more of a press release than anything. Yeah, uh, right. And it, it, what I realized is, I, well, I don't know for sure if they're considered this, but the, the Distillers Association is essentially like a lobbying group, probably. Yes. Right. I mean, yeah, their their website is something like they're there to protect the heritage of bourbon in Kentucky or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So they're, you know, they're on the side of preserving the, yes, is promoting and protecting Kentucky's signature bourbon and distilled spirits industry since 1880. Yeah. Got so it. yeah, they're basically. So the article is, is uh, from that perspective, from that perspective, quoting sort of the lobbying arm of the, of the bourbon industry in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the article. Well, uh, so I just kind of pulled some bits from it because it was pretty alarming. So (laughs) basically like a lot of this article is about how whiskey is taxed and how it's Mm -hmm. taxed differently in Kentucky and how Mm -hmm. much the state is making. So the state's signature industry marked its fourth consecutive year filling more than 2 million barrels. So they're making more barrels now than, than ever. And all, they're doing all that while paying $40 million in discriminatory barrel taxes, which is the highest amount in history. So would the, but so they have 12 million barrels aging currently. That's of all spirits. Oh, so this is, uh, uh, yeah, this is referring to like the bourbon barrels or whiskey right, but, barrels. But the, the government isn't, doesn't change. They, they tax spirits, right? So if they're, if they got gin aging, if they got something else aging and how many, uh, yeah, I mean, but, there's uh, not that many other spirits that age the way that whiskey ages, right? No, or wine no, maybe or something, but not, not like not whiskey for 15 and yeah. in Kentucky. Wine also can age in a bottle. Yeah. If I'm, yeah. If I'm correct. But yeah, so numbers could have been much higher if Kentucky didn't have a, oh, so basically, yeah, the barrier of entry for smaller distilleries is like super hard because of the taxes are so high mm-hmm. and there there's something like uh 20 there oh this is so fascinating there are more there are now more than 2300 distilleries in all 50 states mm-hmm. and Kentucky has fewer than 100 of them yeah so Kentucky the state known for bourbon has like has fewer than 100 distilleries uh and they're being taxed uh they're the only state uh, they said they're the only place maybe in the world, but the only state in the U.S. that taxes aging spirits. Bar- barrels of spirits, yeah. The state it, does. remains the only place in the world that taxes aging barrels of spirits. Kentucky so the, the thing I was thinking about 
At first, I was like, wait a minute. I thought the federal government taxed, and they do. And, and so this is a little information. In 2021, the federal excise tax rate for distilled spirits was permanently reduced to 270 per proof gallon for the first 100,000 proof gallons produced. After 100,000 gallons, the tax rate increases to $13.34 per proof gallon. Uh, so that's a lot of so that allows numbers. a small if you're doing so well. Yeah. Basically, that's, that's all I'm saying. It's like if you, the more well you do, the more taxes you pay. Yeah. The, yeah. The more you make, the more you get taxed on it. But they don't tax it every year the way the state does. Right. Is that what's happening well, here? Or the state in addition to. Yeah. You the get state, taxed. They're saying because they're, they're complaining that the state is the, that Kentucky is the only place that taxes aging spirit. Right. Like New York every, doesn't every year. And from my understanding, they'll, they say this at every like tour uh, you go on if you're in Kentucky, but like basically uh, the state taxes you for a 50 gallon barrel, even though there's the, you know, uh, the angels it's evaporating. Yeah. The angel share is going away and you're actually not at 50 gallons by the end of it. You're still being taxed on basically the size of the barrel. Yeah. As, as if it were completely full. So you're being taxed on product that's slowly dissipating. Yeah, that's Which, it's ridiculous. That's pretty wild. Now, let's talk about the source of this, though. What? The source of it is is a comp, uh, the lobbyist arm for a massive industry. Well, I yeah, I think the biggest their whole idea is that like we're like we are the bourbon industry. Where they make yeah. like ninety five percent of the bourbon, and right. and. They're saying like people with we're being surrounded by the bourbon industry outside yeah. of Kentucky because we've made it so hard because we've gotten greedy with our taxes. <laughs> that, well, yeah, that it's, yeah, there's it's incentivizing distilleries to open elsewhere. elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, but it's also like the hundred distilleries that are based in Kentucky are also like the top 10 biggest in the world making whiskey probably right. Oh, some yeah. Of the, some of yeah, the top I, 10 major multi-billion dollar uh, distilleries. Probably, yeah. I mean, we're talking about right? the, the other 2000 plus are small. They're, yeah. they're yeah. copper C they're, they're uh, New York. Taconic. Yeah. The, they're, um, you know, but I guess I'm just saying they're not taxing. I, the articles framed up like they're taxing craft people. Now they're taxing craft people at the same rate uh, perhaps as they're taxing uh, large companies that can afford it. But I don't feel that sorry for the large companies that can afford it in a state whose entire, I mean, basically it's tobacco and whiskey and horses. Yeah. Uh, so the state I think has every right to tax major industries in their state. But I don't I have that. I don't take issue with that, but I do, do take issue with, with if the, if it, it is a barrier for new distilleries and craft, to start up. I do think that's probably well, the, the biggest thing is they're, they're happy to pay taxes. They don't, they want to be treated as any other manufacturer. Yeah. Like, cause it does, it, it shouldn't be taxed while it ages. Yeah. That's all. That's the, their main point. And it's crazy. It's going, it goes up too. So in the last five years alone, barrel taxes have more than doubled soaring to 102%. Kentucky distillers are paying nearly 40 million in barrel taxes this year, 7 million more than last year. So the gist of that too, is they're basically paying taxes on something they can't make a profit on yet. Yeah. And so while it's aging and while it's dissipating. 
Like yeah. They should bad. only, they should basically have to pay taxes on what is at the end of their lifespan, how much comes out of the barrel. Right. Yeah. They Wouldn't should weigh be it before and after, like do it twice. If you're going to yeah. do it more than once, like, but don't yeah. do it every year. Cause it only hurts the, it hurts the consumer. Obviously the state, needs money but they yeah. they make a bunch of money through this and yeah. it's like their number one source yeah. of money like an entry tax and a and an exit tax but like the yeah i like to wait before wait out. Right. yeah now i get that um but i will say so the article is framed up like you know we're gonna this is a horrible thing to have happen uh fine but also like hey come make whiskey in New York. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah, no, I mean, they're trying to keep it, keep it in Kentucky as, yeah. as it know. is. And that's the, that's capitalism, I guess. Well, it's, it's also like cheaper to it, make somewhere else. They'll go do it. It's a, it's a, it's a conservative state. They obviously don't like taxes, but it's also your major industry and you need to pay for stuff somehow why not through your major industry i don't yeah. know i i know it's uh, it's it's tricky i don't so, want there to be a barrier of entry for people but i also think like big well, corporations craft is going to happen yeah craft what's well, craft can happen craft will go somewhere else <laughs> yeah yeah uh so out of the 11 states ahead of kentucky and the number of distilleries yeah. all but one licensed state so all all except washington yeah have a significantly lower spirits tax rate than kentucky so yeah. that's from eric gregory and he says kentucky's tax rate or he said that Kentucky's tax rate is $8.41 per bottle and California, mm. which leads the nation in number of distilleries, which I thought mm. was fascinating. Oh, wow. Uh, is $3 and 30 cents a bottle. Wow. Okay. Which adds up pretty quick. <laughs> it's so funny because I, I know I, I'm making this more political than perhaps it needs to be, but California, New York, were these like liberal States with high taxes, right? Uh, but meanwhile, we have the lower taxes on distilleries than a conservative state like Kentucky. And, uh, I don't know. I just think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it is interesting. I mean, there's a, yeah, it's, it's something to look at. I think. Yeah. Just be like, Wait yeah. a minute here. Yeah. Get out of the way of your industry. Let the industry flourish, but it is a multi-billion dollar industry that has a fuck ton of, of stock uh and uh more than ever in history right like right now there's more barrels aging than there's been in whiskey history in america that we're aware of i mean there has to be where there was who could have massively produced in this way a hundred years ago without modern technology yeah well i think i think he's thinking like how do i keep this industry alive yeah, but it's flourish, long, it's obviously flourishing. It is, but it's sort of like it's like bottlenecking itself from the bottom. Like, yeah, you can't a long -term have. Thing. They should have distilleries everywhere in Kentucky. They do, yeah. but not everywhere. It just hasn't grown at the rate yeah. as that it's grown everywhere else yeah. in the United States. Yeah, like uh, the Kentucky Trail. You know, the actual organization. You should be able to walk from one distillery to the next. I know you got to <laughs> drive for thirty minutes, <laughs> or take a bus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, that's, that's fair. I'd like to see Kentucky, uh, but know, I guess it's just it's, on that. Yeah. It's the craft. It's the, they're not really allowing for craft since the big, big whiskey is doing so well there. Yeah. They make all their money there instead of, which it could be a tiered system. However, you know, the, like a taxing system that and maybe it is, but it's still, still, uh, tough. It, I don't know if this is a devil's advocate position, but, uh, what if it's the biggest 
distillers there that are pushing for the high taxes to keep people out of the game. Do you think they benefit from keeping making the barrier of entry hard for craft? I think they have a foothold on on Kentucky bourbon for sure. So they're not necessarily the ones complaining because right. it means that there's less competition because they can afford the taxes and still make bazillions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they can make it at scale. They can make it in yeah. such a large well, That amount. would be my only argument against that then is like free the, free the people who, who, you know, free the craftsmen. Yeah. But that's the funny thing about capitalism is whoever holds the bag of gold gets to make the decisions. <laughs> yeah. Even if there's this illusion that everyone has, starts with their bag of gold or something, well, which is obviously not the case. They have, so they, this, this, organization lobbies for these law changes. Yeah. So they are working on them, but I think similar to, yeah, I'm actually very curious to talk to Eric. So hopefully we will get that chance, but um, yeah. Cause I'm curious who they're fighting against or yeah. if they're in working in tandem because they're also like a big organization for, for bourbon. Well, they, in they, they see themselves as fighting against the government, right. To, to lower the taxes. I'm guessing in the state of Kentucky. Now I'm purely guessing. I would guess that it is mostly Democrats that want high taxes and Republicans that want low taxes, but that might just be their stump in their stump speeches, because I bet the reality is that a lot of those Republican and democratic uh, politicians in Kentucky, I bet a lot of them are on the whiskey company payrolls. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's a huge, you know. huge part of the industry. But I mean, yeah, based on what I know about the world, it would that would be my assumption about their positions. But I also think I don't know. that, uh, yes, there's more distilleries outside of Kentucky and there's even a state with, yeah a higher number yeah but still most of bourbon yeah. is being made in kentucky so there's yeah. a lot of them but they don't make nearly as much as kentucky yeah. does alone with it's fewer than yeah. 100 yeah i was gonna say fewer distilleries making massive amounts of money yeah uh selling a majority of of what we're drinking at the uh from the liquor store but so this is really interesting that that idea brings this next point up. So IWSR drinks market analysis said that this year for the first time ever, Americans will spend more money on mezcal and tequila than U S made whiskey. Wow. So the tides are turning. We, we said that that's what they're worried about. He's, he's worried about like Kentucky is the one leading the charge and making the most amount. Like we need to make sure we are able to do that at an affordable <laughs> rate because it's getting so expensive. Like there's also, like, what uh, else can I drink? Yeah. Well that for sure. And, and it's getting annoying, right? People are getting yeah. annoying about it, but there were, this is, this is exactly what happened. The, you know, there was what a 30, 40 year gap where whiskey sales were nothing and fire sales on barrels and everything else. Like mm -hmm. it spirits have seasons, you know, I'm not yeah. talking about literal. I'm talking about. Yeah. 10 year else. periods. Yeah. They, they, that people that, that trends based on, you know, we were talking mm -hmm. to somebody the other day about Diageo, uh, Diageo major liquor company They're right now their number one seller is crown Royal. Apparently. And everything else is sort of in the, in, you know, down, uh, down compared to what, I mean, what pandemic times when everybody was drinking inside for two years, you know? Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, I, I think that 
that's what I saw somebody on Twitter. They posted this article. That's why I sent it to you. They said like, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, 30 or 40 years with a massive stock of stuff that nobody wants to buy because yeah. it got too expensive because it was taxed too high. And mm-hmm. so people turned to other spirits that they could buy at a cheaper price that got the job done. Yep. You know, and it's not, it's not the only good thing. We know that. No, and I, I was saying, I've been saying this for a year. I think Mezcal is trending in terms of like, okay, well, it's been, like yeah, for, yeah, for a minute. But I, I think it's like Mezcal and tequila, they are craft spirits, mm-hmm. you know, that have great stories that, that brands are going to be able and, and, and consumers are going to to attach themselves to, which is why whiskey works. Now, they're not American spirits in the way that we think of American spirits. They are, I guess, if you think of the greater America uh but uh, not just the United States, but uh, you know, that's fine. We don't, I don't think that that didn't stop us when we were buying vodka, you know, for 20 years, it's flavored vodkas, you know? Um, yeah. That's the thing with vodka is like, there's it's neutral grain spirit. Yeah. So it's like, there's no flavor. There's barely yeah. a story. Yeah. Like, it's like, Oh, you can make that cool. Yeah. But whiskey yeah. is like, that's, it's so different all the time. Yeah. That's what's fun about it. It's like, you don't, each bottle is going to be a little bit different, even if it's the same. The bubble is going to pop. There's no way they're going to, if they keep producing at the high level, it's the beanie babies they're charging. It's going to pop. It's beanie Um, babies. Yeah. They have people who are like, great, let it pop. Yeah. I'll be one of those. It'll be all, it'll be all to myself. And that's fine. Good. Yeah. But I mean, you're not going to, people aren't going to be able to produce at the level and quality that you want. If they, if there isn't an industry or a, uh, consumer base for it well also with the secondary market it's all just perceived value it's inflated yeah it's like, like a fake well stock or, market well or 12 years a 40 dollar bottle that's yeah. what it costs to produce and make money off it yeah and we're buying it for over a hundred dollars it's like yeah. it's it's ridiculous and it, you're gonna be if that's fine you'll be surrounded by beanie babies with zero value yeah and i hope that in 30 years after that you're still alive to sell it all because that's when it'll have value again yeah but like for the people who truly love whiskey yeah oh it won't matter if the bubble it will be great when the bubble pops yeah and 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 i should say there'll still be people buying whiskey whiskey is is growing and there's going to be good whiskey i'm not i don't mean to say there's not going to be good whiskey no there'll be lots of good whiskey there'll be lots of good whiskey still and and let the bubble pop uh but the people at the top should be a little bit worried uh and if that means like letting in more craft to lower your taxes and and can building a continued interest in the spirit fine fucking fantastic so one last thing uh just to speak to the federal alcohol taxes mm-hmm. Kentucky distillers also pay over $1.8 billion in federal alcohol taxes by far the most among any States. They produce so, the most. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> they can't be mad. We pay too much. Well, you make too much. Yeah. It's like we make <laughs> 1.8 billion. What do they want? A sliding scale for, yeah. I guess, I get, I mean, this is Elon Musk's argument, right? I pay the most in taxes out of anybody. But you're also the richest guy in the world. Yeah. Yes. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I want the, if I want to, I don't want the entire industry to pop, but I do want the Buffalo trace bubble to pop. Yeah. I saw a picture on Twitter or Facebook this morning. It was a line of people waiting for a Blatton's release. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's, we're still there. We're still yeah. getting bottles of Blatton's and we're more there now than ever. 
that's what scares me is like it's just it's the entry of, level it's the entry level high class you know bourbon ta- or premium bourbon for people it's the charizard <laughs> it's charizard and it, yeah or pikachu and maybe and it's it's easy to drink and it's good it's not bad no of course it's i don't it's like fun. it the way I, I used to but it's yeah i mean it's a fun well I, I still like having a bottle of it on my shelf well that's the thing too me too i'm like well i always have a bottle though yeah yeah <laughs> well of course and i have I a know, bottle I don't, <laughs> and i don't know like what it's causes so an- that it's so annoying that people have it but of course i have one well maybe kentucky and it's uh i just want uh, it to be cheaper because i like this i'd be more fun to drink we might be headed towards a, a, the second whiskey rebellion yeah let's do it let's start it no <laughs> they're going to use this podcast as evidence when you're yeah, in court like, someday i'll yeah. <laughs> it'll be evidence i started i'm, I'm the, the whiskey first rebellion rebel. yeah the first point oh yeah um <clears throat> well that's interesting i'm yeah, glad interesting glad we, article yeah. thanks for sharing that um i i i think i have i'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth when i think about it but uh ultimately uh it's a great time for bourbon and it's a uh, interesting, tough time if you're uh, as far as growth goes. Yeah, but also a great time for getting lots of bourbons. And I encourage you to drink outside of Kentucky, actually. Yeah, because uh, inflation's killing the economy. <laughs> so you got to find whiskey that's more affordable, but still good. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's not going to be more affordable craft whiskey. I can tell you that. I don't know. As they make it, maybe it'll get more affordable. That'd be great. All right, man. Until next time. All right. Hey, to drink is to live. Say lovey. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, kindly take the time to rate and review our show wherever you're listening. It will help us grow and make more episodes. Remember to follow us on Spotify and tell your friends about the Bourbon Library. Do you have a bourbon you think we should try? Let us know and we might just feature it on a future episode. And we'll be sure to give you a shout out. If you're listening from Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, turn on those notifications so you know when we drop a new episode. All right, bourbon lovers, until next time. To drink is to live.